Hello, weary traveler, and welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the newest 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast to grace your pretty little ears. I'm Josh, your dungeon master. I'm the one who runs the game, and I'm here with my friends and co-hosts today. I've got Janelle over here having a grand old time. Uh, Yeah, just uh, enjoying my day off, doing all the things I don't know what all those things are, but I'm doing all of them. Yep. <laughs> man, must, man, must be nice not having any responsibilities. A little jealous. Just just for today. It's literally just today. I work again tomorrow, so, you know, take okay. what you can. Fair <laughs> enough. Daniel's here, too, and he has way too much energy left over from our pre-recording chat. I'm so pumped. Come on, D-N-D. 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 Yes, I am so excited for this. I have been looking forward to recording this for so long, and here we are. So, sorry, really, really a lot to take in, isn't it? It is, and all that, all that glorious podcast D and D ness comes in the form of raw energy, like a five year old child that broke into his mom's Weight Watchers fudge bars. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm like, I'm like sixty miles away from you, and I can still feel the heat. It's crazy. And, well, speaking of being pumped for D&D, we also have Joel over here, who's even more pumped. He's just getting all amped up like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough being as high energy and high octane as me. Uh, There are really no good outlets for all of this, you know, primal rage that I feel. Well, slow, <laughs> slow down a little bit, Joel, okay? You don't want to go too hardcore. Mm-hmm. I'll try my best, but Josh, you know me. Yes, I I do. And whoa, whoa, Nate, Nate's popped up over here too, just like a, an American meerkat. How you doing, Nate? Nate, Nate, Nate. Scurry, scurry, scurry. <laughs> Who is this beast of rage I see among you all? <laughs> Good old Nate, back at it again, as always. And finally, we also have AJ joining us for his last episode. We'll miss you, buddy. It's been a a great ride so far. I think we've made a lot of memories. Uh, Just really glad I could be there, you know, getting the win and kill on the big bad guy, just not being the main star of the show. But this time, I think I ought to hand it off to you guys. It's uh, it's been great. I think it's going to be a good last one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Aww. You're hum- you know how humble you are. It's it's impressive. I have to say. I, I know. I know. Yeah. AJ, the humblest of us all. <laughs> it's what I do. It's it's not easy, but it's it's what I do. I can tell. I can hear the strain in your voice with your humbleness. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's not a hard <laughs> laugh, but it's my laugh. <laughs> well, it is great sitting down with you guys to finally record this episode. Like Daniel said, there is just a lot of energy. Yes. And we're just excited. I mean, after how how long has it been, Daniel, since uh since last year we've been playing in this podcast? And now mm. we finally have everybody around the recording table and we are gonna play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! And share it with our three audience members. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna Hi mom. Love it. Hi dad. Hi sister. <laughs> okay, well I guess that means my family's not listening to it. Okay. Or anybody else's apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, before we get started, 
I do want to recommend to our audience that you listen to our About Us episode really quick before you get too far into the show. It gives you just a little bit better of an idea of who we are and kind of how we act as people. Um, But for those of you who haven't quite gotten to that yet, the gist of it is that we are three engineers, a pharmacist, and two STEM field graduate students who all started playing D&D together in college way back in, gosh, was that all the way back in 2015? Yeah, it was like five years ago we started playing D&D together, and we have been a group ever since. And it's been pretty great. Anyway... I'm pretty excited to get going with today's episode. How about you guys? You guys ready to just jump right in? Yes. Absolutely. Kill it. I I roll an attack roll already. Damn it, one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, our adventure begins on a picturesque countryside road in the heart of the Volthrin region of Hemeril, with the early afternoon sun shining high in the cloudless sky warming the chilling air of the early spring. The cattle fields around are abuzz with the chirping of birds and the mooing of grazing cows as they begin their morning routines of eating grass and pooping. (laughs) Aside from the occasional hut in the distance, the wooden fences lining the edges of the field are the only sign of any nearby civilization. A light breeze gently brushes the grass alongside this simple dirt road as it winds its way through the grassy hills, carrying the sounds of galloping horses. The sounds grow louder and louder until suddenly a blur rushes past, followed by another one close behind it, both of them kicking up clouds of dust and clods of dirt. On the horse in front is seated an elven man with long, billowing hair and short antlers, his eyes trained on a tree up ahead. He's just about to the finish line. Daniel, could you give us a quick description of your character, Gunner? Uh, yes, of course. Gunner, he is what is known as a shifter. So, on the surface, he looks like an elf, but... As uh, as you may see at some point, he has a, um, well, let's just say he's a little bit of a party animal. We'll leave that fun surprise for later. <laughs> he's about medium height, five foot seven. He's thin, but he's athletic. As Josh said, he has long blonde hair, uh, short uh, ivory colored antlers, and his eyes are this bright warm green color. And he has just the nicest smile. He has uh, tan skin, and he has kind of a timid demeanor to him. So I like to imagine, since he's so timid, while he's riding his horse in this impromptu horse race, he's got the smile on his face, but it's forced, and his knuckles are like bone white hanging onto the reins of his galloping horse. Yeah, he, um, he, he is very timid, but he is not totally afraid, as he is an adventurer. And he is equipped with his uh, leather armor. And if you look past his armor, he has a short sword at each side and a short bow on his back, uh, along with a small little pack and a pan flute to his side. Oh, nice. So close behind Gunner rides another figure, a large muscular man who appears to be covered in swirling red tattoos that seem to glow as he frantically urges his horse to catch up. He's 
almost losing the race that he started. <laughs> so AJ, could you take a moment to describe Theo, your character? Yes, Theo is a big man of a man. He stands about six foot two, 225 pounds of pure muscle, but he has red skin, very vibrant red skin, because he is actually a fire genasi. He has dark charcoal black hair and a beard combo to go with it. He has cool blue eyes, but he also carries with him some armor. He has a giant axe on the back. It's silver. And he's, he's starting to sweat real bad because he's not used to losing, given that he's usually stronger than others, sometimes faster than others. In general, does not want to lose the gunner. My favorite part about Theo is that he looks like a Viking who's been in the sun for just a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, you guys are engaging in this horse race, and we are going to start with our first contested ability check of the Ooh. show right oh, here boy. in the introduction. So what I'm going to have both of you guys do as you urge your horses forward each of you needs to give me an animal handling check using your wisdom score to kind of guide your horse towards the finish line. Okay. All right, bring it, bring it, bring it. And <laughs> not so good. <laughs> AJ, you go first. I don't want to say what I got yet. I don't know, because I think you should go first. <laughs> I don't know. Gonna... I think you should go first. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Keep in mind, though, he also isn't really good at wisdom. He has a zero for wisdom, <laughs> but he is proficient in animal handling. Okay, so you get a bonus for that. So. Right. What'd you get? I got a 22, because I rolled a natural <laughs> 20. Uh, how fitting. <laughs> because Gunner, who... Uh, has even less wisdom and is not proficient in animal handling. Uh, got a two on the die minus <laughs> minus one <laughs> for a total of one. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> this is perfect. So Theo yeah. drives his horse forward, and Gunner sees his massive adventuring companion rush past him on the horse and gets to the tree first and uh, turns the horse around to face you as you trot up afterwards. Your horse does not look happy. In fact, it kind of looks back at you with reproach. What do you want me to do? He, he's clearly the better rider. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. If, j just say it how it is then. Gunner's just sulking because he wasn't sure if he was going to win, but he didn't think he was going to lose that bad. <laughs> Theo's sitting by the tree waving at him. Gunner! Gunner, that was so good! You didn't fall off this time! Gunner has no <laughs> response to that. He's just, he's, he's just, he's just, he's slouching. He's looking, to, he's barely paying attention to the route at this point. He's just looking at his feet like, why do I get caught up in these things? Why don't I just say no? No so much easier. If I just say no once, he'll never ask me again. But I don't know how to do that. About a minute after this uh, race ends, the clattering of an old, uneven wooden wheel begins to mingle with your voices as a cart is pulled up by a pair of plump mules that crest the hill from the direction you had just come from. And seated on the wooden bench in the front 
is what appears to be a man crafted from metal and wood fiber, with a face formed from even smaller interlocking plates. Like, they look like they slide around a little bit. So, Nate, I'd like you to describe your character Jasper as you crest the hill in the wagon. Jasper's a nice, ornate little uh, creature, completely man-made, but still has a soul on the inside. You'll see across most of his appendages that he's got small little diamonds or rubies that cover him. He's got a small glow around him in a sense because he's got gold in most of his body, except for his eyes, which are bright green with a black dot in the middle. And you can see that across his face, you can see all these complex gears everywhere. So he can mimic facial movements, lip movements, eye movements, hand gestures, and things like that, just ornately built. Something that impresses everyone at like first sight. If you've ever, ever seen another Iron Soul, they're usually built for war, so they're very clunky, very wide. They don't generally even have facial expressions, so he's quite an anomaly. And he is just looking around at the landscape. He's never really been out into the wilderness as much as he prefers city life. So once in a while, he just likes to look around. He's been told many stories of places out here. Behind Jasper, seated in the back of the cart amongst the other supplies, is a crimson-skinned figure, not quite as fiery as Fio, but still like a deep red color, with small horns extending from under his flowing hair. So Joel, why don't you take a second to describe Aegon, your character? All right. As you mentioned, Josh, Aegon is a tiefling, so he has dark red skin and black flowing hair with black horns peeking out of the top. But unlike many other tieflings, he's wearing some ornate white robes that identify him as a member of the church. And on his hip, he also carries a mahogany rod topped with a brass sun. And he's kind of glancing out over the top of the wagon and thinking about how wonderful the day is. Beside the cart trots a third horse, this one a little more regal and proud than the two that engaged in the horse race. On top of it is a plain-looking half-elven woman with piercing eyes and probably a little bit of a disproving expression on her face. So Janelle... Why don't you take a second to describe your character, Vez? So, like Josh said, Vez is a half-elf, or she's actually pretending to be a half-elf because she's a changeling. But currently, she is about medium height, about 5'5", with dark brown hair. She has brown eyes that have a very deep intensity to them. She's looking at the boys as they run along disapprovingly, and just taking her time, trying to enjoy the moments of peace they have as they go along this road. Yeah, she doesn't want it ruined by a stupid little horse race. Yeah. She doesn't want to have to care for Gunner after he falls off the horse again. (laughs) Yeah, not for a second time. And she doesn't wear any armor, just normal cloth clothing with a light cloak, and she has a staff with her. All right, awesome. So the wagon and the horse crest the hill and meet up with the two racers. G- Gunner, Vez, Jasper, where have you seen Tuo? Tuo, boy, Coma, Coma. 
Your dog pops up from the wagon and barks. He's a beautiful dog. He's based off of a Norwegian black elk hound. He's nice and big. He's used to go for hunting as well as protection. But he's also just sort of a cuddly mess most of the time. Yes, well, you may have won this time. But I feel confident the next race we have, you may not win as easy as you think. Hmm? Haha. <laughs> good. I like a good challenge. <laughs> Slightly sweating from, re- from almost losing in the beginning. And, and Gunnar goes back to looking at his feet. We talked about this. Just no. Just say no. It's not <laughs> that hard. Do you say something, Gunnar? No, uh, second thoughts? Not, nothing. I, I didn't say. I said, I said nothing. Good. Tomorrow, then. Ah, oh, yes. Tomorrow. Aogan, are you back there? Y- yes. What, what can I do for you? Well, I was hoping uh, perhaps you could uh, help, help me patch up my knee. It seems that one of these times that I fell down and hurt myself, I, uh, I scraped my knee pretty bad. And I can only give myself so many words of encouragement, you know? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, Jasper, do you think you could stop the wagon so I could tend to our friend here? I can sure try. And he just lifts up his very slender arms and attempts to pull the horses back. Okay, you pull back, and since they're well-trained mules, if you were listening to me, Nate, they stop immediately, (laughs) and the wagon kind of rocks and rumbles to a stop. Okay, but when you take care of it, just be careful. Oh my god. Owie, owie, owie. Okay, okay, okay. Stop, 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 stop. Ow. 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 You'll be okay. It only hurts for a little bit. Ah, thank you, friend. Much appreciated. Of course, anytime. So, does anyone know how much longer our trip is going to take until we reach the next town? Uh, There is a rustling in the back of the wagon as another figure jumps from underneath a blanket and says, Yes, I was about to ask the same question. And you see another one of your traveling companions, a uh, man about 30 years old with short-cut black hair and uh, wearing very fine clothing, like something a merchant would wear. And this man is Laszlo, a traveling merchant and con artist with a heart of gold that you picked up on your previous adventures. And at your question, he bolts upright from where he was sleeping in the wagon and says, Yes, I am quite ready myself to finally get back to town, and it's been about a a week since we've had good lodgings. Yes, but, uh, Laszlo, might I remind you, we could have stayed at the lodgings at weensy little bit longer if uh, someone hadn't stolen some of the gold from the, uh, the bartender. Well, in my defense, they were corrupt. They were overcharging for all their drinks, and I tell you, those beds were not worth three silver pieces a night. Well, it's, it's hard to argue with that. What do you consider overpricing? If they're along the route and far away from everyone else, isn't that called an economic advantage? Well, what about, what about us traveling merchants who don't have that kind of money on hand? That's part of our profits. Well, that's why there's always the outside. You choose to sleep in the inn, or you can choose to sleep outside if you don't like the price. That's how it works. Doesn't mean you get to steal from people, 
who are working their job. He looks disgusted at the thought of sleeping outside. And she gives him a look. <laughs> and he looks over at Aegon. Aegon, you agree with me, right? Oh no, I, I thought that the trappings of those inns were quite nice. Should have expected that kind of positivity from a member of the Sovereign Church. Jasper, you'll back me up, right, buddy? And he clangs you on the back a few times. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure there were bedbugs crawling on me as I watched them. Since I just had to sit in the corner of your room because no one wanted to let me have my own room. And he looks terrified again. I was not aware that you were in my room last night. Hmm, <laughs> secrets. I like it. Interesting. Oh, um, yeah, I guess you weren't there for the vote on who got to have Jasper in his room. Um, and since you weren't there, you automatically drew the shortest stick, so you got him. Yep, that's how that worked. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he just he just settles down with wide eyes. <laughs> you should be so fortunate, after all. I don't sleep. And I was wandering through the town quite at night and hearing the commotions that you caused from all the money you had stolen from the people. He's like, I only stole from the innkeeper. Huh. Then someone else was around But what am I saying? I didn't steal. Mm-hmm. I believe wealth redistribution. I just sold some items at a fair price to compensate for the lodgings. That's it. Yes, competitive pricing is what some people would refer to. While you guys are talking, you crest another hill. And at the top of this hill, you look down and you can see a crossroads. And at the crossroads is a large wooden sign. And as you get a little bit closer, you can see the town name of Brimpton carved into it. And beneath it is written, Two Miles. Immediately next to this crossroad is a short cobblestone wall blocking an adjacent wheat field from the road. And on this wall are three lounging youths who apparently have nothing better to do than shirk their work duties for the day. Two of them are young human men, one with dark hair and one with kind of a sandy blonde hair. And the other one is a young dwarven woman with braided brown hair. And as you approach, they look up at you with a curious look for a second, and they admire your horses, and then they go back to their discussion. The two boys appear to be having some sort of argument. Wait a minute. Suppose they carried it together. No, no, no. They'd have to have it on a line. Well, simple. They just use a strand of creeper. What? How long are the dorsal guiding feathers? Well, why not? And they're just having this back and forth argument about something as you guys approach. What's the good word there, youngins? Oh, nothing. What are you doing out? Oh, that, that was so cringy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are simple travelers, and we are just passing through. I, I just wanted to say hello. Oh, well, consider yourself having said hello, then. And they go back to their argument. And the dwarven uh, girl looks up and says, Well, I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, is there anything I can help you with? We're heading to Brimpton. It's this way, right? It that's, that's, what, that's what the sign says, yes. Cool, cool. Guys, we're almost there. Yes, uh, Theo, for your information, the, the rest of us can read. Well, I was, I was back here and I couldn't... I just wanted to say hey mm -hmm. to... Mm -hmm. In, yeah, mm-hmm. Interesting. 
<laughs> such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I think that um, everyone who's wanted to say hi has had the ability to say hi, maybe we should just keep on going. Hope you all have a great day and don't mind us. We're just really awkward and really trying to learn how to talk to people. All apologies. Oh, yes, yes, I see. I can I can tell that. That is uh, very obvious to me. Um, if you're heading to Brempton, be very careful. There have been uh, several wolf attacks along the road. This is not foreshadowing possible encounters. I'm just warning you. Oh, well, that's a relief. I've, I was worried for a second. It was foreshadowing. Oh. And the boys look up from their argument and they say... Yeah, you might, might want to be a little, little bit careful. There's, uh... All the wildlife's been acting a little weird around town. Like a little... It's been a little... little, uh... On edge. If that's the case, then will the three of you be okay getting back? Oh, yeah. And uh, the other the other boy, William, sits up and he says, Yeah, we live in a in tiny field, just a half mile the other way. So, shouldn't be too much of a problem for us. For, for some reason, it's only around Brimpton. Hmm. How odd. Is tiny field anything like little field, or big field, or medium field? Ced- uh, Cedric, the other boy, stands up and says, How dare you, sir! We are nothing like little field! And, and kind of just shrinks back into his she- seat <laughs> like, Oh god, I shouldn't have said it. Have said you, want, it. You, you want to fight? No, no, you want I, to fight? No, no I'm, so, I'm sorry. He starts rolling up his sleeves and stepping towards you. Gunner, say sorry, say sorry! I'll uh, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> He takes he takes your bag with ten silver pieces in it. Oh, oh my no. god! Oh, I would suggest giving that back if you don't mind. Why? He insult he insulted Tinyfield. He is humbly sorry for it. Can you not see how he quakes? Well, perhaps if he apologized, I would give it back. And he kind of like starts tossing the coin pouch up in the air and kind of gives like a sarcastic look. I'm sorry. All right, here you go. And he throws your bag back at you. Whew. Ooh, a close one. Thank you. You're a swell kid. The other boy is now eyeing Vez with kind of like a hey kind of look. He does the eyebrow thing. She stares straight back at him, but gives like the dirtiest possible look. Like just straight on, not backing down. <laughs> so, Janelle, why don't you give me a quick intimidation skill check using your charisma score? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's see if you can frighten him back. We'll see. Actually, that's an 18 on the die plus two. So that was a pretty good intimidation. It's a 20. Okay, he, he backs away. He's like, mm-hmm, he just looks a little embarrassed. And the other boy kind of smirks at him. The girl dwarf walks up and smacks him in the back of the head. Well, I suppose we better get going, right? Uh, friends? We've known each other long enough. We we are all friends, yes? Theo, you're my friend, yes? Yes, best friends. Well, let's, okay, we haven't known each other that long. No, we smoke meat and stuff. We we cook. Best friends. Mm. Face it, Gunner, you're never going to get rid of him. He's your best friend now. <sighs> Is that right, Tuo? Tuo starts jumping around the cart, gets up to Gunner and starts nipping at his feet. And Laszlo stands up and puts his fist in the air. Huzzah! 
Onward to Brimpton! Zaverdno <laughs> has so much power, and yet I use it none. <laughs> <laughs> Laszlo then starts pushing Jasper and says, All right, come on, let's go! Let's go! Get the meals going! I believe it is so. And he basically, Jasper just picks up his hand and hits the dog mules to go. With a little <laughs> he just, like, he, he just stretches out and smacks them in the in the hindquarters, and they take <laughs> off. This is leaving how the cart behind. This is how it's done, right? <laughs> <laughs> After you guys hitch the mules back up, uh, you begin to make your way down the side road towards Brimpton. And as you make your way forward. Up ahead, you can see the wooden walls of Brimpton. It's a bustling trade hub between the Volthren and Minderos regions. The still green wheat fields flow like an ocean as the wind picks up and carries the scent of the farmlands below, mainly the animal manure that I was talking about earlier. There is barely enough time for you to take in this view before panicked shouts begin to echo through the fields and they are soon replaced by a thundering sound as the ground begins to shake and a stampede of cattle emerges from behind another nearby hill, heading in the direction of the fearless adventurers. So I'm gonna have to have you guys roll initiative as this crowd of cows barrels down towards you. So everyone roll the d20 and add your dexterity bonus to it. Oh no. Didn't do so good there, Edge. Not, not at all. Hmm. It's okay. Uh, neither did I. So it's a good time. Oh. You know, a natural one is the best thing you can get, right? Yeah, that's totally how that works. Oh no. No, that's that's the worst thing you can get, Nate. I'm sorry. Guys, this oh. is our first one, and we all start off with um, mostly sixes and one. <laughs> Well, it's not truly a combat encounter. I'll get to that in just a second, as soon as you guys all finish up your initiative rolls. Yeah, and everyone important got got a high roll, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, for for sure. Um, with a zero dex mod, I uh, also got the best number in the world. Got a natural one. Ouch. Nice. Listen, at least we're beating the cows so far. Uh, I don't Never know if the cows have rolled initiative yet. Yeah. Okay. So I guess so, it is right. The way this is going to go is this uh, big mass of cows are coming down towards you guys. And as you kind of move to engage and you're moving your horses out of the way, you're jumping out of the wagon, uh, you see some farmers and some dogs crest a hill a couple hundred feet back and you hear shouting and the dogs are running forward. It looks like they are trying to catch up with this herd and reel it back in. So what are you guys going to do? Your options are to just ignore it, run away. You can try to direct the herd in another direction, or you can try to like calm them down, kind of get in the way. Either way, you're going to make an animal handling check using your charisma score instead of your wisdom score, to try to persuade them to calm down. Or you can make an intimidation check, also using your charisma score, to try to scare them in another direction. So, first off in the initiative is the herd of cows. They're going to start off with a 20. So, one of them is going to charge forward and make an attack against one of you. 
And that person is going to be Jasper, who is just getting out of the wagon. And Gasp. it's going to rush forward, and it's going to collide with you on a 16 to hit. Does that hit you, Jasper? Yep, it hits. All right. So Jasper's immediately going to take three points of damage as the cow bashes into you and then charges off as the stampede kind of rumbles around you. That's not very polite. All right, so next in our initiative with a 19 is Aegon. So what's Aegon going to do? Well, seeing Jasper get injured, Aegon thinks the best course of action would be to stop the cattle. So I think he's going to jump out of the wagon and attempt to calm them down. Okay, so what's he gonna, what's he gonna try to do? How's he gonna calm them down? Oh boy, that's a, that's a tough one. How do you calm down a cow, right? It's a magical world. If you think of something, I might let you mm-hmm. do it. It's D and D. Of course, yeah. Sing to him. Yeah. Should I sing? No. Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe Aegon's going to jump out and kind of speak almost a prayer or something to try and calm them down. Okay, reach out to the gods. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you give me that animal handling check with your charisma score? All right. Okay. So I rolled a 13 plus my charisma of 3. Makes that a 16 total. Okay, you managed to ward off some of the cows away from you. Some of them kind of calmed down, but about two-thirds of them are still stampeding. All right. So then next in our initiative, with a 10, is the cows again. And they're going to make another attack against one of you, and this time it is Fio. So Fio's up on his horse, and a cow comes by and barrels into your horse and crushes you with its leg. Well, it's a natural one, so it tries to crush your leg with its body, <laughs> but you move your horse out of the way and just kind of barrels past you. Whoa! And then after that is Gunner with a six in the initiative. Yeah! So, Gunner, uh, he doesn't really want to get close to the cows. Um, he's kind of a coward, but he does have his trusty pan flute next to him. So he's gonna he's going to try and play... Uh, a nice little lullaby called uh, Moo Moo Snoo Snooze, which... Uh, <laughs> Moo Moo Snoo Snoo? Yeah, Moo Moo Snoo Snooze, <laughs> um, which is, which is a, a lullaby which is used to put cows to sleep, obviously. And I didn't just make it up. Um, so yeah, he is going to use... He's going to play a nice little lullaby in his pan flute to try and calm the cows down. Okay, so that is uh, ends up being a 22. 22, okay. So you play the song and some of the cows just stop stampeding and stare and watch you. And you manage to calm down another third of the stampede. But some of them are still running around, but you look like already just these two guys. One jumps off a wagon, one's on a horse, just calming down this herd. It's almost magical. Magic? And then it's on to Vez, right behind Gunner with a six of her own. So I was wondering if I could do something, maybe not so much with the cows, and more so with Jasper that just got, like, body slammed by a cow. Basically, I would like to take her and her horse and go and try to pull him up onto the horse 
to try to get him out of there. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can just you run up next to him and you pull him off of the wagon where he was like half off of at this point, and now he's up on top of the horse with you. Do you have him in front of you or behind you? Behind me. Okay. After his little stunt with the mules earlier, she's not so sure. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. How did I get? Oh, yeah, that's that was pretty smart. Yes, thank you. And then Jasper just gives a big smile. You're very welcome. Now let's get out of here. Let the gods and the pan flute handle this situation. <laughs> and she would like to direct her horse out of the path of the cows. Okay. So I actually am going to have to have you make an animal handling check with wisdom to maneuver your horse through the stampede of cows. Let's see what I can do. So if you want to leave the stampede, you're going to have to succeed. Could I get help from Jasper? No. Dang. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he can help you while he's hanging on to you to avoid For falling dear off. Life. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you words of encouragement. We're both going to get body slammed by cows. Um, I rolled a one, so that's a three total. Okay, so you oh, are no. unable to get yourself out of the stampede. Had you succeeded, you would not have been a possible target for the cows. Okay, well, Rip, at least you're not on the, the as much in harm, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see, because it is Jasper's turn, and if we've known Nate long enough to know that his characters are always their own worst enemies. So Yes, they are. What's Jasper going to do? Jasper, thinking that uh, after uh, Vez being so kind to pick me up off the ground, he decides that he could at least help in the situation. So in front of him, he basically points to the cows. And then out of nowhere, a large roar of a lion appears to be echoing from him very loud and it bursts towards the cows in a very threatening way. Okay, what are you, what are you doing? Minor illusion basically scare the cows away to pretend like we are something fearful. Now, I hate to be a rule stickler, but can you make sounds with minor illusion? I don't remember. Yes. Could you, you read off the You can create a sound. Its volume can range from whisper to a scream. It can be your voice, someone else's voice, a lion's roar, beating drums, or other sounds you choose. The sound continues unabated throughout the duration, or you can make a discrete sounds at different times before the spell ends. So I'm basically making a lion's roar, drums beating, these epic sounds bursting from us to basically scare the cows away like something big is here. Okay, Nate, so you cast Minor Illusion and you make a loud sound. I'm still going to have to have you make an ability check, but I'm going to have you make an intimidation check with advantage since Ooh. you cast a spell as well. So give me two d20 rolls and take the higher result. An intimidation of my charisma this time, or can I use intelligence for my spell's wisdom? Um, I'm still gonna. You're trying to be. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you use your your spell casting ability. So yeah, you can use your intelligence since you're using that to cast the spell. I'm gonna terrify you with my intelligence. That's a twenty-three. Okay, so you managed to terrify a third of the cows that were pacified. So now we are back to having two-thirds of the herd stampeding. So you undid one of the previous successes. But they're safe now. Because the cows went away from them. No. They just created a, more of a stampede. 
And Jasper just looks into the crowd of cows and he points his finger and you just see these black markings appear on his forehead and you just hear this echo of screams come out of various animals. Terrifying display of magic. And he turns to Vez and goes, I think this should help in our predicament. The narrator jumps in. However, he was unaware that he was incorrect. (laughs) I didn't say it would solve. I said it would help. (laughs) All right, Sophia, back to you. You noticed that he undid the progress of the other two, but took it in a step towards driving the cattle in another direction. So you can surmise that you can either continue to try to frighten them away, or you can try to pacify them yourselves. How are Gunner and Aegon? Are they on the ground surrounded by the cows now, or? Aegon is standing up in the back of the wagon, and Gunner is on his horse. Theo is actually going to ride his horse towards the wagon, uh, yelling out to them, Laszlo, get the cart moving! Tuo, protect him! Aegon, I'm going to try to go off and, and drive them further! Theo is going to run over and start yelling and flailing about, bringing his axe above his head, swinging it, trying to intimidate a few to knock into the third that just started moving again and keep driving the same way that Jasper did. Okay. So give me an intimidation check. Okay. He's decent at this. Not bad. It's a 10 plus 3, so it's a 13. Okay, that will meet the DC. So you managed to frighten the herd in the same direction Jasper was, and they begin to thunder down that side road. And none of the cattle are calm or pacified anymore. Two-thirds of them have moved in the direction you've been trying to shuffle them. Is this in any way towards the village, or is this just uh, off to the side? You're just running them away from you. So is that towards the village or off to the side? It doesn't matter. Kind of does if we (laughs) destroy the village. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cows are going to destroy the village, AJ. <laughs> you are sending them in a random direction. Okay. All right, so that is the end of that round. So we are back at the top of the initiative round, and the cow, a third of the herd of cows are still stampeding around you, and one of them is going to jump up and make a random attack with the horns against one of you, and that is going to be Vez. Awesome. So Vez, that is going to be a... 19 to hit you. Rip. Yep, that'll do it. Hit, and that is going to deal nine points of piercing damage to you. Good stuff. You know what I love about being a level one character? What's that? Is she just slumps on the horse and is totally out. <laughs> no! So, so Jasper is like, <laughs> not only is he, I hope you try to keep me on the horse, but you are in control because I'm not here anymore. <laughs> So yeah, it hits you right in the head with its horn and you slump over blood pouring from the head wound and you are knocked out cold. And the wound was severe enough that you are dying on your horse. Good. Oh my God. That's what I like. <laughs> Vez, this is most unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I just see him like <laughs> watching her just kind of go down and him just kind of looking up. This is most unfortunate as the cow, like, it's freaking out and the horse has no idea what's going on. Laszlo <laughs> is sitting back at the wagon. He's trying to get the mules to move, but they're not. And he's like, Vez! Vez, hang in there! Come on, you 
It's tracking the reins and the mules are scared of the cows because the cows are much bigger than the mules. So now we move on to Aegon. What's Aegon going to do? Your allies undid your progress towards calming the herd and have opted to terrify them into a different direction. Right, yeah. Uh, well, first, I have a question for you, Josh. Yeah. Despite this being more of a, a skill challenge thing, we, we, we still get full turns, correct? So I could take a bonus action if I wanted to. Yes, you could if it, if it lets you do something. Okay, great. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, Aegon, realizing that the strategy is shifted towards scaring the cattle away, will bring out his rod and speak into it at once, and then raise it up and, and speak at a, a much greater volume than would normally be possible, uh, because he is casting Thaumaturgy to make his voice louder. Okay, what's Thaumaturgy do? So, Thaumaturgy, I will uh, read you off the spell description. Or at least a quick version of it. So you basically manifest a wonder or, or a sign of power uh, using your spellcasting focus. And with that, you can do things such as make your voice boom three times louder than normal. Or you can cause flames to flicker. You can cause tremors in the earth. Or uh, a few other things, too. Okay. So you're just going to make your voice thunder and boom. Yeah, and he's... he's gonna shout something like move away from here and leave us alone you cows or, or how, however you talk to cows yeah <laughs> i'm sure it sounds much more intimidating Very nice. <laughs> no he's speaking their language move away from here yeah. uh, okay so since you used a cantrip to help you out um i'm gonna have you make your intimidation check with advantage so all right fantastic just like with Nate, roll two d20s and take the higher result. Okay, well, I rolled a 10 and a 2, so in total that would make this a 13. 13 will match the DC. So you let out this booming yell, and the whole stampede takes off in another direction, leaving your entire group standing in the road with... Like, the road's just been torn up, the wagon's all scratched up, and Vez is bleeding out on top of her horse. Okay, great. And uh, seeing that, Aegon wants to take his bonus action, Mm -hmm. and he will uh, say a small prayer and direct his uh, rod in the direction of Vez, and he's using his Healing Light class ability, so uh, that will heal Vez for uh, 1d6. Okay which will end up being uh, one Good. <laughs> it's enough. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay, so you heal Vez, and she sits up. She looks like she probably has a concussion. Her eyes are crossed, but <laughs> she's not dying. I'll take it. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> she's like, kind of looks over to the side. And then you see her, like, she seems very dizzy and then, like, leans over the side of her horse and proceeds to puke. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she has a concussion. It's for sure now. Yeah, Laszlo sits up and says, don't fall asleep. No matter how tired you get, don't fall asleep. She just kind of gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, Josh, real quick, um, if everybody looks okay, and Tua's okay, I presume, being in the wagon with Laszlo, mm-hmm. uh, Fia's going to look back. Those kids that we passed, are they okay? Were they nearby? Oh, they're a while back. 
Oh, okay. You get, you're like two miles away from them. No, so you're pretty much almost at the town at that point. Yeah, that's what that's what I said. I said you could see the town up ahead. See versus there. <laughs> <laughs> what do we move gotcha. right along? All right, so you guys are kind of collecting yourselves, tending to your wounds, uh, checking to make sure that the wagon is still steady, and you see the the hounds that were cresting the hill chase after the herd, and one of the farmers uh, splits off from the rest of the group and runs in your direction. And uh, he's an older man, you know, kind of a short crop, gray beard, mostly gray hair with some black flecks in it, um, but still look, he has a big, strong, sturdy body from working the fields. And he comes running up with a concerned look on his face, and he says, Are you all right? You look, you look a little rough there, my lady. And he uh, looks up at Vez. Saw one of the one of the cows jump up and and get you. Um, yeah, they're really good at headshots. I I would say this it's not very fun. Like I am so sorry about that. You see, uh, something something must have spooked them, and they they ran off. Yeah, we heard there are some angry animals around. She's not doing very well. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of ponies in your bay. <laughs> uh, uh, Vez, well, you, how about we just take you to the to the wagon here? Yeah. Theo hops off his and starts trying Are to get Are you going to take Vez care of my down. pony? Because I don't, I don't know if I'm yep. okay with Jasper trying Best to take head. care of my pony. I got him. It's, we got him. Uh, yes. Here, come here. We, we won't let Jasper eat the pony. Don't worry. He's going to eat it? I wouldn't. No, no, no. Here. No, don't, don't let him eat it. I wouldn't <laughs> eat the pony. I would only just kill it because it's dead weight right now. No. Oh, my goodness. And she just, like, starts crying. Aogon, <laughs> A- can you take care of her? Does the concussion make you drunk? I've never had one. <laughs> Actually, yeah. They yeah, can. you can. They can make you act like you're drunk. You're out of it. You're confused. Yeah. Or you could even feel fine, and then later on feel stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I literally had a conversation with a guy on the side <laughs> of a football field about how um, I was going to tickle his pony, and like he he, he legitimately <laughs> oh thought I had one too. And I was on the football fields. One of my friends got decked, and then he basically w- stood up and started screaming. There's a unicorn coming at me, and started running around the fields. So basically, we had to basically chase him down and then take him to the sidelines. And he's like, will the unicorn ever make it to the touchdown? And oh, Coach turns and says, with how bad we're losing, son, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> well, hopefully, Vez makes it. Aragon, uh, <laughs> could, you, could you make sure she stays awake? Uh, take care of her, please. Of course I can. A get her pony. Yeah, because if she doesn't, then Janelle's off the podcast, right? That's no. how that works. <laughs> I guess I get to come back then, yeah? Yeah, yeah I guess well, we can't, so. We're already losing AJ. We can't lose you two. Yeah. It's hardcore. If, if you die in the podcast, you die in real life. Uh-oh. Rip. <laughs> no. I didn't. What? What did I sign up this? for? Oh, no. I should be fine then. Oh. Have you guys ever heard of King's Game? It's just like this. Oh, oh gosh. Anyway, we're off track. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah, we're off track. Let's get, let's get back on track. Hop back on Josh's Railroad Express. Oh. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> we feel like we saw hounds chasing them. Are those yours? Yes, yes. They uh, were we're trying to get them back under control. You see my uh, my neighbor, Farmer Rolf, wasn't there to calm his own herd. 
probably at the tavern again, leaving us behind to catch his cattle again. It seems like a mess. Are you going to be able to get them handled, or do you need help? He, he looks off in the distance, and he says, well, if some kind souls are able to calm them down further down the road, <laughs> then perhaps. I've got a bag of money that I'll be more than willing to pay anyone who's able to calm them all down instead of chasing them off. <laughs> well, I think we need to take care of Vez first, but good luck, I guess, unless... Oslo, you can take care of... But I don't know. I'm really bad with people. I'm going to go talk to my dog. Yes, why don't you talk to animals? They understand you better. Um, mm-hmm. Well, very well. I, I'll, I'll, be taking, I'll be taking my leave then. Um, but if you're heading to Brimpton and you head to the tavern, why don't you uh, stop in and talk to Farmer Rolf and tell him that we caught his cows for him again. And with that, he starts to walk off in the direction that the cattle and farmhands went. And and as he as he's walking away, um Gunner yells out Don't forget to try cow uh, oh shit. <laughs> snooze snooze moo moo or moo moo snooze snooze. I can't remember I, I don't remember snooze. what it just drop drop it was, dropped a bit. No, it's it was wonderful. Moo, moo, snooze, I'm keeping snooze. the bit. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> So are we going to help the man and his angry puppies, or are we going to go and yell at the bad, the, the bad man who doesn't take care of his moo-moo snoo-snoozes? Well, we're going to find you a bed first, but then no, I'm definitely going to talk to him. No, I'm not supposed to sleep. I gave a thumbs up that <sighs> said that I would not sleep, and that means something. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Let's get to town to tell everybody else. Let's go, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music and ambience in this episode is from Sirenscape. Enhance your gaming table at sirenscape.com. The song Country Village is from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommonsorg licenses by nc nd 4.0.